As we wrap up this series on generosity, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen somebody do something very generous for someone else and you ask yourself or you find yourself thinking, why would they do that? Why would they do that for that person? Have you ever noticed someone serve in an extravagant way or give in a very generous way or sacrifice their time or their money or themselves and you find yourself going, what, what motivates somebody to do that? I mean, like with, an, as an example, we've seen it with the current hurricane relief. I mean, what, what is it that gets in somebody to take time off of work, to take vacation time, to rearrange their schedule and go across the state to help complete strangers? What is that all about? Man, there's a lot of different ways to answer that, but it's worth thinking about. What really motivates truly generous people? One of the things that I've come to discover is that truly generous people don't really see themselves as generous. You ever notice that? They just do what they do. They, they, just, they just go about doing what it is that they feel is important to do. And they don't really look in the mirror and go, you're generous, you generous you. No, they just... But there's some kind of internal motivation at play. Well, let me turn it on you. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever considered why you are as generous as you are? Or not as generous as you not are? I know that's not right. Have you ever thought about it? What made of, motivates your level of generosity or not? Why are you generous or why are you stingy with your time, with your money? Why do you serve or why do you not? Because there's a reason. Whether you've identified it yet or not, there's a reason why you do or why you don't. Why you give or why you don't. Why you are generous or why not? You need to consider it. You know why? Because why matters. Why matters. The why is so very important. It matters. Do you know why matters? You know why why matters? Let me tell you why why matters. Because we're very good at self-deception. And a lot of times, what we think is the motivation behind what we're doing isn't really the motivation behind what we're doing. Or, or better yet, what we want other people to think our motivation for doing what we're doing really isn't the true motivation for why it is we're doing what we're doing. We're very good at deceiving ourselves. You need to think about it. Why matters? Because it'll help you determine whether or not you are truly generous. Or if there's something else going on. Here's the, here's the really honest gut-punching part of this. God knows your true motivation 
for your current level of generosity, why you are very generous or very stingy. God knows. He's not going up there, I just can't figure out that guy. I just cannot figure out that girl. I just do not know what they're thinking. No, it's just, it's just good for us to know that God knows exactly why we are motivated to generosity or not. And you and I need to understand the why as well. I want to show you something. In, in the first century, and we go to the first century a lot because that's when the New Testament was written. In the first century, Paul, and we talk about Paul a lot because God used him to write most of the New Testament in the first century. Paul was an apostle, um, someone God was using greatly to point people to Jesus. And he was writing to a group of Jesus followers, a group of Christians in the city of Corinth, and he was inviting them, and we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the series. If you missed it, you want to go back and catch up on our website or our app, but I'm going to kind of show you a little bit different part of what was going on there. He was writing to this group of Christians in the city of Corinth, inviting them to be generous to meet a need in Jerusalem with the Christians in Jerusalem at the Jerusalem church. And so no holds barred. He's challenging them, inviting them, encouraging them, and saying, you need to give. I want you to give. I want you to give a financial gift to help your brothers and sisters in Christ in Jerusalem. And so it's that context where we find him talking to them and addressing this whole thing of motivation. It's there. I want, I want to show you. I want to show you. This is, this is what he tells them. Each of you should give what you have decided Check this out, in your heart. It wasn't a bank account thing, first and foremost. It wasn't a what you have thing, first and foremost. It wasn't a, well, let me just, let me just check available funds, first and foremost. I mean, all that comes into play. Obviously, you can't get what you don't have. But he, he wanted them to start with the heart thing. That's where motivation comes from, see? You should determine what you want to give in your heart. Not reluctantly. That's wrong motivation. Not because you have to. Not because, uh, I guess, whatever. You know. No. And not under compulsion. Not because you feel like some kind of pressure or you feel like, you know, someone's like, you know, staring down at you or God's like got his finger on the button. You're going to give? You're going to give? You're going to give? How about now? How about now? How about? You know, no, no, not under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Now, let me explain this. It's not that God hates uncheerful givers, right? He, this is not a, a statement about who God loves versus who he hates. This is a statement that says God loves it when people give cheerfully. Now, this word cheerfully in the original language literally means hilarious. God loves a hilarious giver. God loves it when people get a kick out of being generous, not because they have to or because their arm is being twisted or they got a bad attitude. No, their motivation is so very important and God just loves it when people give with joy, when they are generous with joy. You know, when, how cool would that be? You know, if you just you came to church sometime and saw somebody on their phone and they just break out into laughter. What you doing? Oh, I'm giving. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> that's kind of weird, isn't it? I don't know what that would look like. But that's the whole point. The whole point is God loves it when people get a kick out of being generous to other people. He just loves it. See, the motivation is so very important. In other words, God loves it when people are generous from a willingness, from a willingness. And, and then get this, I love this, because God motivates us to care about this, look what he says, and God is able to bless you abundantly. He wants you to know this. God's not gonna overlook this. God's not gonna overlook your generosity. He's gonna bless you abundantly. How abundantly? Check this out and tell me if you would wanna live like this. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, boy, that's a life right there. I mean, what, what if, what if this described your life? In all things, at all times, you have all you need so that you can continue to, you know, abound in every good work. What's that mean? Well, continue to be generous. Every time you had the opportunity, every time you needed to, every time there was a, a need, you could continue to do this. I mean, that's a way to live. But the motivation is important. The motivation is key. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you kind of, um, I don't know, a test, a self-test for you to try to pinpoint or discover, self-discover, where your current level of motivation is. Now, I, I, I don't know the specifics of your life, and I don't know what's going on with you, and I don't know what you're facing, but I bet you're going to find yourself. If you're honest, I mean, don't shout it out loud. Yeah, that's me. No, don't do that, because that, you know, that would be embarrassing for all of us. But I think you're going to find yourself in one of these levels of motivation. So we're going to start. We're going to start. I'm going to give you three different levels of motivation that motivate people typically to be generous. And when you see a generous person, they're at one of these levels, okay? And obviously the first one is, is where, you know, hopefully you'll start, and the last one is where hopefully you'll end up. So let me just give it to you like this. Level number one is when people are motivated to be generous out of obedience. Out of obedience. Because I have to. Now, is there anything wrong with being generous because you have to? No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of like, all right, well, that's a start. Because I have to. Because as followers of Jesus, we're commanded to be generous. God challenges us and says, follow the example of Jesus, and Jesus was the most generous person that ever walked the face of the planet, and we call ourselves his followers, so we follow what he does and follow what he did, then that means we're to be generous to each other and to God and to the world around us. But if someone says, well, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, well, I have to, I kind of feel like I'm obligated, I mean, just think about it. This is the lowest level of motivation right here. This is the absolute lowest level of motivation. It doesn't take much spiritual maturity at all. Just say, okay, well, I, I got to do this. I got I to do this because I'm required to do this, right? 
But here's what's sad. Listen carefully. Most Christians are not even motivated to this first level. Because they're not generous. What is up with us? And this is where it starts. Just a simple obedience. Just saying, this is what God asked us to do. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'll make changes. I'll make sacrifices. I'll rearrange the priorities of my life because I'm a follower of Jesus. And this is what Jesus did and this is what Jesus asked us to do. So I'm going to serve and I'm going to give and I'm going to be generous. See, obedience, that's like... I'm talking about people who serve and give till it hurts, but they just have a very low pain tolerance. They don't serve much. They don't give much. And when they do... Eh, it's because I have to. I'm supposed to. That's just one of those things. Got to do. See, honestly, it's sad, isn't it? When we're not even at that level. But I hope you are. And if you're not, at least start there. Because that's a good place, I guess, to start. You just don't want to stay there. John Wesley, who lived in the 1700s, and maybe you've heard of John and Charles Wesley. They were brothers, and they were responsible for starting like the Methodist church movement and all that kind of stuff, and God used them greatly across the known world at the time. But he is quoted as saying this, rather than saying, how much of my money should I give God? And how much of my time should I give God? Since everything belongs to God already, we should be asking how much of God's money and how much of God's time should I keep for myself? But even then, even if you're looking at it, obedience, it's just a place to start. Don't, don't you want, let me ask you, don't you want a higher motivation than this? Don't, wouldn't you want to be able to look in the mirror and go, I am motivated by just more than just the bare minimum. I mean, how would that work for you in your marriage? Right? How would that work for you in your parenting? How would that work for you in your job if you just did the bare minimum? We talked about that a little bit a couple of weeks ago. This is the bare minimum kind of thinking, obedience, because I have to. There's, there's a better level. Let, let's get there. There's a higher motivation. Number two is better than number one, but still is lacking. And this is going to catch you by surprise here. Sometimes we're motivated by blessing. Because I want to. I serve because I want to be blessed. I give because I want to be blessed. Now listen very carefully. Is there anything wrong with wanting to be blessed? No. Or else God wouldn't promise that he would bless us. We just read that abundantly. You have all you need and at all times you can continue to be generous to each other. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. And God wants us to know that. Is there anything wrong with wanting to be blessed? No, but you got to be careful. Why? Because if that's what motivates your generosity, you will very quickly make it all about you and what you can get out of it and what God will give you in return. Well, I'm doing this because I want God to bless me. Well, I'm, I'm serving because I want God to bless me. And I'm giving because I want God to bless me. Now, there's nothing wrong with being blessed. But still, that can easily become about me and mine and you and yours. So let me show you the best motivator. Ready for this? You, you probably, if I asked you to put it on the screen, you probably would know where this is going. So let's just go there together. 
the highest motivator is not obedience because I have to, not even blessing because I, I want to. It's, it's love because I get to. Do you see the difference? Do you feel the difference? Love because I get to. Hey, parents, as a side note, isn't this what we desire for our kids? I mean, if you're a parent or a grandparent, right? For our kids to do what they are supposed to do, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're fine a lot of times if they would just simply obey. Just stay out of the road, right? Or just do your homework. Or just clean your dang room, right? Pick your stuff up off the flow. Oh, my goodness, right? Sometimes it's just obedience. We'll just have to take that. But it... But, but we try to give them incentives, right? We give them incentives. We want to bless our kids, okay? If you do this, you do this, right? But parents, isn't it the ultimate? We know this. It's when they develop enough maturity out of love and respect to you, out of gratefulness of their heart. You're like, when does that ever happen? I mean, it could happen. It can happen. Just dream with me a minute, okay? Imagine, parents, if your kids were motivated by love. Not because they want you to love them more, but because you love them so much already. Love is the greatest motivator. Because I get to. It is my joy. It is my honor. It is my pleasure. Thank you, Chick-fil-A. It is my privilege to serve. It is an honor for me to give. And let me tell you, this is the level of maturity. This last motivator right here, this, this ultimate level, this is maturity. This is where spiritual maturity really takes shape. And I'm gonna, I could make the argument very easily here that true generosity doesn't really happen until you get to this level. I'm talking about from the heart level. When you're doing it out of love. When you're doing it out of love. Because when you're doing it out of love, you're not keeping the score how much you've given and how much you've served, how generous you've already been. That's what you do when it's just obedience, right? When you're just obedience, okay, well, I've done enough. I've done my share. I've checked that box. Get off my case, right? But if it's love, man, you just keep going. Out of love for God, being aware of ultimately just how thankful you should be because of all he has done for you. Do you know that gratitude generates generosity? It is gratitude that truly generates generosity. You show me someone who is very generous and I will show you someone who's grateful. At some level, there's some gratefulness. And you show me someone that is becoming more and more aware of what God has poured into their life and they're growing in gratitude towards God and his blessings and his love for them. I will show you someone whose heart is becoming more and more generous to God and others. Love, because I get to. Love for God and love for other people. Why do you serve? Because I... Because I am just overwhelmed with how much God has done in my life. And I love God and I love people. At least most people. Right? I, I love people. And love for God and love for others motivates generosity. 
Because imagine what would happen if that was all of our motivators. Imagine what could happen if we had a, I get to serve, I get to give, I get to sacrifice. Are you kidding me? After all God has done for me, after all that I've been loved and after all that I've received, are you kidding me? I get to share. Get out of my way or join me because I am going to live a life of generosity. Because generosity changes lives. It'll change yours and it'll change those that are recipients of your generous heart. So I ask you, again, you see yourself somewhere up here? Again, I, I, I know this to be a fact. The truth is, a lot of us are not even on this screen. We're somewhere way up in here. We're not even at the level of obedience yet. So if that's you, Start, but get here as fast as you can. And in fact, if you really understood how much God has given you and how much grace and love that you've been given through Jesus Christ, you would probably skip this one and this one and go right to this one. It is love. I get to serve. I get to give. And remember, this is not a threat. There's no way that I mean, do I mean this threatening. It's just a realization. God knows exactly what your motivation is. Nobody's fooling him. He's not up there going, I wonder what's really behind their generosity or their lack of generosity, their stinginess or whatever. You know, really what's going on? God knows. So you might as well come clean. You might as well be honest with yourself. You might as well be able to look in the mirror and say, this is where I am and this is where I need to be. This is where I am and this is where I want to be. This is where I am and God, with your help, this is where I'm going to be. I want to, out of love for God and love for others, live a life of generosity. It's such a better way to live. Such a freer way to live. And everybody can. Everybody can be generous starting with what God has entrusted to you. Because it not, has nothing to do with how much you have. Being generous has nothing to do with how much you have. How much money you have, how much time you have, or how much energy you have. Has nothing to do with how much you have, but it has everything to do with what you do with what you have. What you do with the time you have. What you do with the energy that you do have. What you do with the money that God has entrusted to you. That's what determines the generous person from one who's not. I don't know about you. I want to be motivated by love. In fact, I, I want to invite you with me to choose the higher motivation, which is love. And Paul, later on, to the same group of followers of Jesus in Corinth, he said, love trumps all. Love, that's the greatest motivator. Love, it's the greatest. It's, it's just the top. And when you're being motivated by love, that is the greatest and highest motivation. And with God's help, we can all get there, starting right now. Join me in a time of prayer, please. I want to pray for you, and I want to invite you to pray for yourself. Let's pray for each other, that we'll be motivated by the love of God through Jesus Christ. 
Father, we come to you and we thank you for being so generous to us and our gratitude. If we just clued in to how generous you have been to us, our gratitude alone would generate new levels of generosity in every area of our life. Father, you've given us so much. You've done so much for us. So Father, may we choose the higher motivation. May we choose to be motivated by love. Help me, help us as a church, help us. There's, there's so many generous people in this church already and I believe there's a lot of people that are motivated by love. But most of us are nowhere near that. May we make the choice to open our minds, open our eyes to what you have done for us and start with what we have and be generous out of love to you and love to others. In Jesus' name, amen.